You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome, Sid Talk, to this wonderful podcast. Welcome to the audience to this wonderful podcast. Welcome to all you wonderful people and wonderful Sid Talk. Okay, <laughs> that seems presumptuous, first of all, that it's going to be a wonderful podcast, unless you can see into the future, or you just basically on the averages from the past, that they're mostly wonderful, and therefore this one will be wonderful. Everything is wonderful. <laughs> Everything is wonderful. Okay, uh, copyright, watch out, watch out. All right, tell us your before the after the show scenario. Scenario? I don't really have one today. Got nothing. You must have something, come on. I mean, I'm not, I got... Well, I mean, not in this conversation immediately before the after the show recording, but uh, the last couple of days I've visited my mother who just got her COVID shot. She's had COVID and now she got a shot. She's 79. She's convinced that's necessary. <laughs> so there's that. I was discussing. Looking up how to build a sundial because we have a tree stump. You decided to put a sundial on. So I'm looking up the actual math and science involved with that. True. How to build a little library. You know, a little book library to put outside of a little museum that we have in my home county. You know, a variety of things. All kinds of stuff going on. A variety of fun items. <laughs> yes. All right, so it is Saturday, April the 10th. This is after the show number 679. We're a movie review podcast. We weekly review a movie. This week, we're looking at the movie Breaking News in Yuba County. It's a 2021 film from our friends at Warner Brothers who sent us the Blu-ray for review. It's rated R for violence and comedy. Sid Talk will give you the synopsis. <laughs> you get rated R for comedy these days? Well, it depends what kind of comedy, but yes. Right. Synopsis. Oh my. A very needy woman causes a whole bunch of bad shit to happen. All right. I'll give you the one off the back of the box. After her husband goes missing, Sue Buttons, an underappreciated suburban wife, gets a taste of local celebrity as she embarks on a search to find him. She quickly finds herself in over her head, dodging cops, criminals, and local reporters all aiming to uncover the truth. After being overlooked for so long, Sue goes to exaggerated lengths to prolong her 15 minutes of fame and keep the truth from coming out. I mean, I guess that's accurate. Spoilers, everyone. He's not really missing. I mean, he is, but there's no mystery to what happens to him. You know what I mean? I mean, what happens to him <laughs> happens to him in the first 10 minutes of the film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's not really <laughs> missing. I, I'm not writing that for them, so there you go. All right, so there may be spoilers during this podcast if you want to go away. Let's guarantee watch. spoilers just for fun. Yeah, if you want to go away and watch the movie... Come back, listen to our dulcet tones, <laughs> warm your ear holes. Warm your... <laughs> <laughs> well, that is interesting. All right, Sid Talk, what mm -hmm. did you think of breaking news in Yuba County? I enjoyed it very much. It's one of those like, oh, I had no idea. Even before the movie, I said to you, I'm not going to ask you what this movie is because I have no idea. I didn't know the name of it. You had the opening screen up, you know. The beginning on the screen, I'm like, I'll just go with it. And so I had no preconceived notions whatsoever. And from the moment it starts to unfold, I'm like, yeah, yeah I get the vibe. I enjoyed it very much. What is the vibe? Well, you 
say it's a little bit like the movie Fargo, where there's comedy, but kind of like horrible behavior mixed in or very bad things. You know, it's like a... I'm right in saying that. You're correct-ish. It's like a comedy of errors, but also terrible people doing terrible things. That's pretty much what Fargo is. Terrible people doing terrible things. With the, like, the one good person trying to just do the right thing. You can do it really poorly. I can't think of an example right now. I can. Are you ready? Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's that one with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. Favor? Something favor? Favor. Something favor. That was done badly, but it was that kind of thing, like bad. I didn't mind that one. I really dislike that one, I think. Did you? Mm. I don't remember that, but uh, I know what you're talking about, but that's not a whole bunch of bad things happen there. So it's not exactly the same in that one. Yeah, it's it's not as good as this movie anyway. Oh, no. All right. I did enjoy this a lot. What did you like? What did you like about it? I'll tell you what I like. It's very unpredictable. Well, I actually figured a couple of things out. One thing very particular that I figured out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This type of movie, I'm just kind of looking for a, hey, there's a bit of a loose end, or what's that person doing now we didn't see for a while? Or, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's because I understand our, I was trying to do that all the time in the movie Lights Out as well. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. This one's not a whodunit by any means, but it's a, it's the thing that I like where everybody links to everybody else. You're not showing anybody in this movie. Any character that is not a background character, they're all meaningful. Like they're they're either the brother of somebody or the they're in on this caper or there's the thing, right? Everybody's linked together. Mm. And the fun of the whole movie is figuring out how it's all linked together and who's gonna survive on the other end of it. Cause it it is pretty dark. It's very dark, yeah. But like violent in a weird, funny way. Sometimes. I mean, you know, everyone has a different idea of how appropriate that seems. But yeah, it does have its its dark comedy. It's, yeah. That's a thing. And there's just weird things. Like, one of my favorite things in the movie, it's just weird, is when Aquafina's character puts her, <laughs> puts her fingers in Alice and Jenny's mouth. It's pretty it, weird. It's like an intimidation move, but it's just awkward and odd. And <laughs> it's like, wow. Like, I wouldn't have thought of that for this scene, but... It really works for me. Like, it makes it just, like, the weirdest. Yeah, it's like people (laughs) doing and experiencing things that are just out of the social everything, you know? Yeah. What about the uh, comedy element? Did you, like, did you find it funny? Um, it has its moments. It has its, like, uncomfortable comedy, right? That, like, oh, God, that shouldn't be funny, but it was kind of feeling a lot. Yeah, it's pretty, um, it's kind of... Brutal, the comedy. Brutal, yes. <laughs> there was many times that it made me laugh. That putting the hand in the mouth thing, that made me laugh. Anything with Wanda Sykes and a gun <laughs> made me laugh. Because she was like this, she's this one person, but like underneath she's this completely other person. But nobody would have figured yeah, out this Yeah, and what did I note? The note, if you're a Bob's Burgers fan, you'll remember the Sofa Queen. It's Wanda Sykes' voice. She owns a furniture store and in this one she owns a furniture store i love it i'm sure they didn't get the idea from her part on bob's burgers but still. you think wanda <laughs> turned up for work and they were like what, what job do you want well are you i'm a furniture store person and this other thing yeah yeah that's it we saw you on bob's burgers doing the voice for 
The other memorable furniture store person for me is Punch Drunk Love, Philip Seymour Hoffman, the Mattress Man. Yeah, but he's not the Mattress Man. Who? Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's the Mattress Man. Is he? I thought he goes to the Mattress Man. No, he is the Mattress Man. Um, Adam Sandler goes to him. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Adam Sandler's... That's a bizarre turn of events. Adam Sandler's been on a porn hotline that Mattress Man runs... Mattress man fucks with him to try and like get all his money, and then he just goes to him like in another <laughs> state to like what to face up to him or something. I love that you love that movie. So it's much. an amazing movie. Off topic, but it's an amazing movie. <laughs> kind of similar, actually. There's one of those. Yep. It's a similar blend of violence and comedy that that does. True. So yeah, there is a movie I I could I was try- figuring a movie to recommend, and that's a good one. You you forgot about that one? Jeez, and that's no. one of your faves. Was there anything surprising here in this plot? Did you uh, run into any surprises? Did in the you... plot, I don't know. But like from moment to moment, scene to scene, there were things where I was like, whoa. So if that's a surprise, yes. There's quite a high body count, let me say. Uh, that is true. And it's often random and you... I don't think any of them I was expecting, apart from... Matthew Modi, our main guy, because obviously that felt like a setup, right? Right, yeah. But anybody else who met their demise in this movie, I was actually genuinely shocked each time. I was like, what? What? Yeah. Oh, what? There was a lot of like, you. Whoa, the writer was really brutal. <laughs> like, really, really brutal. There's nobody you could really like in this movie, right? Everybody's like pretty kind of shitty. Um, I think you're supposed to not identify with, but not, and I don't know if likes the right word either, but the brother who's trying to get his shit together. I think that's the one person. The Jimmy Simpson character. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he is. Like he's an ex-criminal. He's working at the furniture and place. he doesn't want to get back into He's it, the brother he? of the missing guy, missing yeah. slash kidnapped slash dead guy. He's been a criminal. He's trying to set his life straight because his woman is pregnant and they just want to be happy. Like, the, he just wants to get on with his life. And he's the only one that... I mean, the cop lady, though, I really liked her. Like, really liked her. Yeah, and she wasn't up to anything. No, she was totally legit, doing her job. Didn't like their choice of how her end came. No. Yeah, and the actual who you think is the hero of the movie at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alice and Jenny's character, I... You know, at the first, I'm like, well, it's kind of shitty. She's having a shitty life, and her husband's cheating on her, and people at work don't respect her. You know, she's just kind of nothing. But but then, you, did you have any idea how I felt about this woman? I got the feeling that you couldn't stand her. <laughs> I couldn't stand her. Off, right off the bat. Right? I hate mealy-mouthed, soft, wishy-washy people, and hate as in I hate how they are. I don't hate them as human beings, so don't get all upset, everybody. But my personality... Does not blend well, we'll say, with the person who, if you're at a restaurant and they bring you the wrong food, that that person is too afraid to speak up and say, hey, politely and nicely, or however, uh, I got my food. They're just like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to cause a problem. And I I just want to be invisible. And and But then harbor inside of themselves a serious resentment that no one came to their rescue and no one gave them the right food and no one was there to stand up for them when they won't do it themselves. It makes me very 
ugh, I don't like it. So immediately when she was doing her affirmations, which again, I apologize if anyone does that kind of stuff, like talks themselves into like, she's doing this thing where she's like, I am important. I am strong. I am worthy. I am valuable, right? I get that. There are times in all of our lives when you have to just take a deep breath and say to yourself something like your own little cheerleader. I get that. But to dig your own self out of a hole. See what I did there? I did. (laughs) To dig yourself out of this self-pitying, I'm nothing hole by this constant yammering repetition of just meaningless words, really. I just, I was like, oh yeah, I immediately am not identifying with this person. But she did a good job of the character. She did a great job, yes. She penned it. it. it, Yeah, because she's, she doesn't really waver. She just needs some kind of recognition or like feeling of importance. And she milks this whole situation. Exactly. She doesn't Uh, just milk it. She (laughs) creates it, right? Yeah. I mean, she tells a lot of lies. (laughs) Yeah, she's not good. No, she is not. It has like an end credit scene just as the credits are rolling. And I was hoping for another one that kind of, there was a bit of a just desserts kind of deal with. Me too. I was hoping there was, you know, it was a bit more, well, it wasn't ambivalent or anything, was it? It was more. It was basically just showing her true, true, true colors. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is horrible after everything that has happened during the movie. Because there's a lot of shit goes down. A lot of people lose their lives because of her. But that makes her important and makes people pay attention it to does. her. And that's the fucked up weirdness Don't you understand? That's very important. I mean, that's the main reason of the movie. And I yeah. liked that fucked up, like, somebody who would just go so far to... The movie itself, the way it's played out, it's kind of bizarre a lot, isn't it? There's a lot of mm-hmm. crazy... People are acting pretty crazy a lot. True. You know, maybe not like they would act in real life. There's some odd... I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know about the Aquafina character. I think that's how she is. How you know? How Horrible. a character like that would be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You mean just like somebody tough trying to prove? Well, themselves. we've established she has a father who's a criminal, like a mob bossish or something. We, you know, what I mean? Like, yeah, we don't he's know. A, he's a Chinese mafia type. Well, we don't know if it's thing. Chinese mafia. Yakuza, maybe. Also, we don't know what nationality they are, so I don't know for sure, but he's some kind of criminal. He works out of the back of a bowling alley, so we have no idea what his criminal connections are whatsoever. You've jumped to an assumption that may not even be. He just what seemed it is. very highly important. This is his daughter who's supposed to be like collecting on monies and intimidating people, and she's not, and so she's got the weight of that. And she doesn't seem to mind being horrible to people. Like, really horrible. She's pretty bad. So, moving on to the cast, there's a, there's a cast in this movie, Sid. <laughs> people, people doing acting. A cast Excellent. of characters, a cast of people. Starting with Alison Janney as Sue Buttons. I mean, you've talked about her a little bit. Yeah, she does a great job. She, I mean, she really, really does. She's good at portraying... Some people might like her, I guess. Like the character. And feel like, oh, poor Sue. She's so she's trampled so, on. She's so unimportant. Yeah, <laughs> she is. <laughs> but I know I didn't like the character from the beginning, but it didn't make me go, oh, God, I hate this movie. Like, oh, it was gosh, more no. Like, no I it was to perfect. Because yeah. I felt like something bad was going to happen to her. I mean, unfortunately, that's not how they went about it but then part of the tragic nature of it is this woman basically gets away with being absolutely wretched so that's interesting right yeah mila kunis plays her sister nancy what did you think of mila she was fine i mean i'm kind of neutral on mila and 
I did say, and I don't mean to be really rude, but I don't, the, it didn't really have a lot of impact, her being her. You know what I mean? Prefacing it with, I don't mean to be really rude, doesn't make it less rude. <laughs> well, the nature of their relationship is, Mila Kunis is the opposite, right? She's a bold, charismatic, she's on the news, she's beautiful, like socially considered beautiful, and our Sue because we hear a little story about them as children. Someone... Oh, tell that story. Okay. It's brutal. So the... Sue is the older. You know, the horrible woman is the older, and the news reporter lady is younger she, than their sister. So she says to her, I remember a time when... Do you remember when you used to hold my hand when I walked you to school? And you'd get so terrified that dogs would get you that you'd squeeze my hand as we walked past a dog. One day when we got to school, some girl said, Your sister Sue is ugly. And you said... She's only my half-sister. And then you stopped holding my hand. So as if to say, once somebody acknowledged that you were prettier than me, you abandoned me, and this is 40 years later and I'm still bitter about it, <laughs> kind of tells you a lot, you know what I mean? Whereas the younger Mila character sister is kind of like, what? Are you... <laughs> what are you talking about? So this woman is harboring all kinds of passive-aggressive resentments about the world around her and Mila Kunis there's not a lot of personality that we see from her like that character doesn't have a lot going on except she represents what the other sister wants to be she's a news reporter yeah and so I like her I like she's seeing got some her selfish traits too oh, she sure. wants this story like so she can be better but we don't really know anything about her no so I think as the performer person you don't have a lot there's not a lot to work with there, except for just to be there. Regina Hall, or Regina Hall, I don't know which way it is. Is it Regina or Regina? I Potato think it depends on the person. Potato, tomato. Well, I think it depends on the person. She plays Cam Harris. What did you think? Regina. Which one was she? The girlfriend? The pregnant girlfriend? No. The police lady. Oh, yeah. I really liked her. No, I really, really liked her. She was really good. She plays it pretty straight hardcore, though, as a cop. Oh, she's like kind of pushed to be hardcore. When <laughs> <laughs> she's in the car watching these, I'm two not sure women. if I found that super funny or anything, but that, I, I that was got one it. of my favorite lines from her. Right. It was very funny. Aquafina plays Mina. What did you think? She was good. She's, I think she does a really good job. But she's got this like weird, like this character. It's kind of got this weird bravado to it. Like she's trying to be something she perhaps isn't. No, I think she she's is trying to live up to this dad's thing. But true, it, but I think she is. And she's I don't trying. think she doesn't even hesitate. You never see a moment when she's doubting herself. Well, or she's trying on purpose because her dad's give her this thing in her head that she has to be intimidating and scary to people. She's trying all kinds of weird shit to be scary. Yeah, but she do, you don't. There's never a moment when they show her close up, like thinking to herself or hesitating. So I think it's just her, and I feel like that's what came off to me was that what she's doing. Yeah, it's partially because this is her job for dad, and also she's a psychopath. She was also, <laughs> I really didn't like the movie Crazy Rich Asians, but she was my favorite part of it. You know commentary, commentary. I get it, I get it. <laughs> Wanda Sykes plays Rita. Funny, funny, funny. Do you like Wanda Sykes? Mm-hmm, I do. What was she in? Was she in a Kevin Smith movie? And uh, she's yelling at the counter. Yes, Clerks too. Yeah, it was Clerks too, yeah. I, I found that very funny. I remember that. What you, here, she's like this bizarre, you know. She owns the furniture store and she wants to be a criminal. 
I like that she said, he said, you don't really want to be a criminal. And she said, look at the prices I charge you. I've been a criminal for <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, I've been stealing from these people. <laughs> yeah, she was very good. I liked her. Yes. Matthew Modine. It's the second time we've seen him in like two months. Plays Carl Buttons. What did you think of Matthew? Um, He was just playing a sleazy guy. How long? He's not really in it that long, is he? No. Maybe five minutes tops? Yeah, but he's fine. I mean, he's Matthew Modine, right? We have, to, we have to love him. Yeah. Juliette Lewis plays Gloria Michaels. I love Juliette Lewis. You do. She's awesome. What do you think of her here? Um, I mean, she's hamming it up a bit. Come on. It's hamming it up, but it's not super unrealistic for the kind of character she's playing, let's be honest. Yeah. She's I, playing a like a TV... Oh, we're going to go with Nancy Grace on I was going to go with that Jesse something... Like the just, afternoon talk show thing. Where no, this is a woman who's work. She's like she does like justice things. Nancy Nancy Grace does like you know this little girl is missing and nobody cares and that the, kind of deal. The person I'm thinking it's something Raphael Jesse. Yeah, but that's just a talk show. This woman is doing like the missing child and she's reporting on that kind of stuff. Nancy Grace does that. You might have never heard of Nancy Grace, but that's the kind of character she reminds me of. Juliet Lewis, though, good, but. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's, it's kind of a hamming it up kind of thing, isn't it? It yeah. was, for sure. Jimmy Simpson, who you'll know from Westworld, plays P.T. Buttons. What do you think of P.T. What Button? do you think of him? Jimmy Simpson, I really like him. I think he's, I don't know, there's something about him, isn't there, that's cool. <laughs> he's kind of cool, like, was he in Deadwood as well as, um, I didn't I check. don't recall. But he seems right, I mean, it's because I've seen him in something that's a Western, which is Westworld. He seems like he's should always be in Western stuff. I liked him in this too. He gives me a bit of a vibe of Christian Slater for some reason. <laughs> There's something Christian Slater about the way he is, like mm. his person, you know? I mean, I disagree, but... Well, nice. I mean, you do have your own brain, so I have to accept that. <laughs> Clifton Collins Jr. plays Ray. And I said, when he, as soon as he appeared on the screen, oh, something's up when he appeared. Like, Clifton Collins Jr. often plays a bad character, right? Which one is he? He's Aquafina's dude. Plays Ray. <laughs> Yeah, he just always seems... He's not always bad, but yeah. He was in... Um, he was fine. He was a little bit over the top as well. But he was actually pretty cool in this one, I thought. I mean, he was a real asshole, violent dirtbag. Mm-hmm. But he had this kind of cool, like, bad guy thing about him, which I liked. This is directed by Tate Taylor. He directed The Girl on the Train. Do you remember that one? I do. Didn't like it. You did not. You did, though. Yeah. He also directed The Help... Do you remember that one? I never saw it. It was Oscar nominated, I believe, if mm -hmm. not winning. Anyway, this is a very different movie to both of those, right? It's not like any of those movies. Sure. What I mean, think? I don't know because I've never seen The Help no. and uh, Girl on the Train. It was a bit more stylistic or something? It was, but it was also, you know, a little bit outside of its thing. Hard to define, you know? Hmm. So what did you think of uh, the direction here, like the director? Are you a fan of this director? Do you like... I think it did make a difference in this because you got a lot of interesting performances. There's a lot of moments where a person might be like, oh, am I really going to say this or do this? And I think that's when the director is pivotal to say, this is the whole of the vision, right? This is the whole of the story we're trying to tell and kind of rally the troops to do their thing. I think that... Definitely shows up. I mean, as far as camera work and stuff, it's very standard. 
It is very yeah. standard, almost like a TV show, I was thinking. Yeah, like. it's nothing, there's no camera tricks or anything. It's all down to performances, dialogue, and what, the you know, the different beats, as they say, of what's happening. It doesn't use much music for dramatic effect, does it? I, I didn't no. notice music. No, and you always noticed the music. Yeah, I didn't notice any, there wasn't any songs that I noticed. Or I mean, there's a score... But it's pretty sparse, and it, that's interesting because like, this kind of movie could go overboard with stylistic kind of music mm-hmm. and stuff. But no, I didn't notice anything. All right, so IMDb reviews. What are those, Sid Talk? That's when you go on IMDb and read reviews. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more. A bit more oh, there's a little bit more. Okay, and you like to make fun of. Let me get this right this week. Okay, when there's a one star review for a movie that you like. You like to make fun of that reviewer. When there's a one-star review of a movie you don't like, you like to cheer them on. That's true. (laughs) So here we go. This is a 1 out of 10 review from IMDb. My question to the creators of this movie is why would anybody like this movie? (laughs) Why? Because two innocent police personnel and an innocent store owner die because of a stupid woman. Agree. I think it's terrible that how that went down. Her sister gets shot because of her also. We should celebrate her because nobody wished her happy birthday and at the end she is a winner and everyone else suffers. That's the dark part of this movie. The movie starts off well, then I believe the director had no idea what to do anymore. That's not how movies work. They don't just make it up as they're going along. Second person says, this is a knockoff of Wes Anderson movies. About as far from Wes Anderson movies than... I don't know if it's as far from, because it's trying to be quirky. So that's Wes Anderson, right? Mm. But it's not it's not designed the same or any of that kind of and stuff. And finally, there are only three one-star reviews this week. Oh, wow. This guy says, The film starts with a woman, Sue, bullying the birthday cake. And she went way, way with the car. <laughs> as turn out, the film is Sue buried the husband at the house. But telling the husband is missing the police. Entire film full of boring and annoying overuse scene. Such as overuse of the scene, overuse of the other scene, and overuse of a walking scene. Overuse of a calling name scene. I love this. I love this. Are you ready? Oh my goodness. Okay. It's, it's, that's not it. <laughs> Overuse of the arguing scene, overuse of the news broadcasting the TV scene, and overuse of the scene in the driving. Well, I mean, are we arguing? Are we disagreeing? Or are we just saying that's a it's an interesting way to express all of that? It makes the film unwatchable. Barely intense scene is Ray at the end. After Uncover Truth. Sue release book. Still have a post-credit scene. Sue being interviewed. That's it. Overuse of many scenes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think if I dig deep, I can agree with some of that. I think that's my favorite review. I think the ever. news references and the talk show thing, yeah, it's a little played out. You know, I mean, it's very 20th century, isn't it? Yes. Like, hey, we've got this exploitive talk show person who's willing to do anything to tell the story like a Donahue, Phil Donahue or Oprah Winfrey, something like that. So yeah, we kind of crammed all that in there multiple times. So I don't disagree with that. 
<laughs> Overuse of the scene. Overuse of all the scenes. I I can't say that they're wrong. All right. Movie recommendation. Well, before we do movie recommendations, let's give this movie a score. I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. Oh, I give it an 8.5. Oh. Because I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I was hooked, and then I was into the whole of it the whole time. It's not perfect or anything, and I don't like that the good people get essentially like in a story it's their moral tales aren't they like if the bad if you're bad bad things happen to you if you're good good things happen to you it's just that we all know that's not 100 percent true so i can accept doing some if i think about it some more the whole concept of who really was suffering and at what point will blondie at the end juliet lewis bring down this woman. That's why I'm thinking of a sequel in my mind where <laughs> Juliet Lewis does not like the woman wanting to be as famous as her. Cause you can imagine, right? Our lead Sue lady, the needy lady getting so full of herself that now she wants a talk show and she wants to be the one bringing the stories. And then Juliet Lewis's character being like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. So I made up a whole scenario where in the end, Sue gets taken down. But what about the overuse <laughs> of driving scene? Overuse of driving. There wasn't actually that many driving scenes There's in it. There's barely any driving. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That is funny. Movie recommendations. I'll go with Fargo and Prunch Drunk Love. Two you fantastic. So, some of the best movies of all time. Goodness. That is bold. That is bold right there. Is that it? That's it. There's just two of them. <laughs> And I'm, well, you also wanted to throw something else in there, didn't you? Punch Drunk Love, and I did. What was your other one then? I didn't have one. I oh. couldn't think of one. Are you listening to me? No. <laughs> Mine are movies from the 80s that I have seen. They're not in any particular order or of any certain quality. They're just from the 80s. And now we're into the year 1981. The Postman Always Rings Twice. One of those of its time kind I, of movies. Um, you know why I liked that movie? I we can't. had it on VHS back in the 80s. I was a teenager, uh, and it had some sex That's enough. It. That's all you got to say. That was it. <laughs> and uh, the other one is Escape from New York, my favorite of the 80s. You Starring know? Captain America, his dad. That's true. If anyone doesn't know, the Captain America currently on the... John Walker, the new Captain America. On what show is it? It's the show The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> it's an excellent show, by the way. We haven't mentioned it yet, but we Correct. love it. But, we uh, love it yeah. as a collector. Kurt Russell's son plays a character on that show. That it, that it. He is we great. Is we're not talking about anybody, anything great. else. Okay. All right, then. That's Thank my you. recommendations. <laughs> I got it. Hey, Scully Stuff. Uh, I've been playing some more Fortnite. They've added some more stuff this week. Some uh, more dangerous dinosaurs. They've not added the T-Rex like I would like yet. Please add the T-Rex. But they've added uh, more dangerous dinosaurs that are really tricky to kill. So watch yourselves out there. And I've also been playing. It's the uh, PS Plus April games came out this week. There was three of them. One was Days Gone. One was Soulstorm, which is the newest Abe's Odyssey game. Uh, and it's that one's uh, actually a PS5 game for free on the... Uh, PS Plus. And the third one was Zombie Army 4. Now, oh I've never heard of Zombie Army 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, but, you know, someone could be super clever 
and just name their movie or game. Just the first with one. a number, like yeah, seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> I've not tried Zombie Army Four yet, but it's a zombie shooter game. So, I mean, it's always fun to shoot zombies. I have to say. So those are the games from this week. I haven't really tried much of the Soulstorm game yet, but it does seem like a 2D platformer, like old school, but kind of with newish updated graphics. I'll have a look at it and report by next week. Sid Tart, what's for dinner? What do you want? I want I'm actually kind of hungry, so I would like a, a nice sandwich. From? I'm not advertising for them. Okay. The sandwich. Yes. We will have a the sandwich. sandwich. We will have a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and? And what is your advice? Oh, my advice. That's right. Don't know if it's advice. It's life observation. We all love it when I do this. I know. I can I can feel the vibe in the world. I've come to this conclusion. I don't know if anyone else will, and I could be completely incorrect, but I don't think I am. But realistically, in this life, you cannot save everyone. Correct? You cannot save correct. everyone from all the things. That's from themselves, from their perception of the world, from the choices they make, from natural disasters to crime to everything. Illness. You cannot save everyone. Every human. Or animal, if you want to put animals in the mix. Ethically, I think, if I've got my terms correct, you cannot decide what's best for everyone and therefore try to save everyone the way you think and your idea of how life should be, right? You can't impose that on everyone, even if in the end, <clears throat> Thanos, your idea <laughs> might solve some problems, right? This is the vibe we're getting from new mega bad guys in movies and stories lately is their intention is to kind of, what would you say, like clean the gutters of humanity, get out all the gunk, clear it out, make less of us, streamline the whole thing because there's too many of us there's too much going on we need to just eliminate right well you and can't it's, uh, not i can get on board with some of that stuff you can but then you can't because you <laughs> cannot decide no even true. if it's random that may, that's what makes you yeah, the, bad the guy. thanos snap is random so he's not choosing who's going like in his thing uh, you know if you don't know what i'm talking about thanos is a big bad guy in the marvel world he snap. he got a thing together blah 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 Fast forward 10 years later, he snaps his fingers <laughs> and half of all humanity on the whole planet or in the whole everywhere, I guess the whole universe, right? Galaxy universe because yeah, he's everywhere. This is science fiction. So it's the whole universe. It's really a cool. They all idea, just though. disappear. They don't die. They don't nothing. They're just gone because his thing is there's too many. There's too much. It it's causes such- poverty. It causes violence. It causes greed. And so his, the theory there is him then imposing how he perceives things should be, potentially, I guess. I don't know. I can't get in his mind. But you can't do that. You can't decide for everyone that having a house and a couple of kids and a steady income and a nice vehicle and Sunday roasts um, with your family and going to your church of your choice and having the picnics and the barbecues and then the grandkids and the graduations and the weddings and blah, blah, blah. You can't decide that that kind of life is the life for everyone, even if it does help eliminate somehow, some way, suffering, right? You just, you don't get to decide that. It's not ethical. And morally, I think, on the, if I'm, again, using my words right, you can't on the opposite end of that just decide, Fuck everybody. I don't even care. 
I don't, I see that bad things are happening and I refuse to even try to help because it's pointless because I cannot save everyone. I'm abandoning humanity completely. Now, again, I don't know if that's the right choice. And if somebody says, Hey, it's not my obligation to save everyone. I can't argue with that, but I can't also abandon the idea of like trying to lift someone when there's a potential that I can make a life even you know, a billionth of a hair better. I feel like if you walk away from that, knowing that you have the opportunity, that's like giving up on everyone. And essentially you're giving up on yourself and life is meaningless. And it isn't really like individually meaningless. Maybe the whole scope of it is like, that's a whole other topic, but all of this just leads me to think, you know, life is complicated. Is that accurate? I like how you <laughs> use Thanos as an example to explain your thesis. <laughs> well, it's a good example. It's a, it's the same as any religious powerful leader or a cult leader or a political leader who decides they've decided how everybody else should live. Because look, look over here, everybody. This is working for us, for this small group of people. There's not a lot of hunger and there's not a lot of crime and we're controlling everyone or everyone's doing their part or whatever the scenario is. You could have like a hippy dippy colony where everyone works and everyone's happy. Everyone's fed and the lifestyle is however it is, right? And then that group of people might go, well, see, this is for everyone. Therefore, we're not going to impose this on everyone. Hippy dippy people wouldn't do that, but you get what I'm saying. And over here, you have a strict dictatorial regime who says, look at our society. We don't have crime in the streets. We don't have poverty. Everyone is clothed. Everyone has the same of everything. And we do not have lots of disease because we put all of our resources toward curing diseases and fixing the roads and all that kind of stuff. Therefore, we're right. So we're going to impose this on everyone else. So Thanos is my fictional example, but it's like a real thing, isn't it? Yes. Well said. Well done. Thanks. Thank thanks you. so much. So uh, you can catch us on aschoolie.com, Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, aschoolie.com. I said that one. <laughs> Podcast is everywhere. Anchor.fm slash after the show. iTunes, Spotify. Google Podcasts, everywhere you can get a podcast. Email feedback to me, ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want none of your shite. <laughs> I mean, you can, and no, I don't. And uh, stay classy, Thanos. <laughs> well, yeah, is that I it? Gonna, I was going to say maybe you can maybe you can click it again at some point, but <laughs> no, because you're nah. not live anymore. Let's not do it. I don't know. You've always got Spoilers. Dr. Strange. <laughs> and I'm going to say, think for yourselves. If you don't do it, someone is doing it for you. 